Oopsie daisy is Billio. <laughs> Amidst the folderol and fiddle dee. It's all in the facial expressions. It is in the facial expressions. It's 8.46 a.m. Saturday, January the 26th, 2019. I'm Boo. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane Show. <laughs> Episode, uh, you know, that one. Yeah. The one right after the one before. That's right. It's an alphanumerical sequence. And uh, we don't want to get out of order because we can't go backwards. And uh, we can't jump ahead. Though we were not here last week because of uh, intense uh, personal distress. <laughs> I was sicker than a dog. You were. I've been sicker than a dog for most of the last couple of weeks, seems like. Yeah, you were pretty low energy last like, week. It was like the last show we did. And I thought that was a particularly good show, by the way, the last show we did. I felt I was achy. But I felt very peppy and groovy. I remember that when we went to the diner after and everything, we were having a good time. Everything was great. And I was just kind of, you know, stiff. And then we came home from the diner and within two hours I had a fever and I felt like absolute crapola. Yeah, I remember thinking when you called down that you needed the thermometer. Where was it? I was thinking, I wonder what he wants the thermometer for because you were... And I proceeded to I proceeded to break the thermometer that same day, which was lovely. <laughs> and uh, so it's been a weird couple of weeks here in Lake Amphetamine. I mean, it's been uh, crooked and bumpy and kind of doinky and stupid. And I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. Blood chemistry's all out of whack, and, you know. Yeah, ham and eggs. All kinds of old guy stuff been going on, and uh, doesn't seem like I'm all the way through it yet. But I do feel like my energy is, you know, inching back in ever so slowly. One learns to a, a new level of patience when one's an, a geezer because things that go away either never come back or they <laughs> come back very slowly. And it can be kind of frustrating. So there's been a, a good amount of frustration. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, mostly because here's the thing. We got a new bed. We got it. Well, we got a new mattress is what we did. And it's a lovely, lovely, wonderful mattress. I haven't been able to sleep a night on it yet <laughs> because after about two, about two to three hours after I go to sleep, I wake up, I'm soaking wet and the sheets are wet above and below me. And, uh, you know, I'm just doing this big flop sweat thing and I, can't stay in the the wet bed so I have to get up and I come downstairs and I try to sleep in the chair so it's been kind of weird it's made me feel kind of out of place and out of you know sorts and things like that what should I do Diane I don't know but we're going after it we're we're uh, doing everything we can do myself and my uh, my medical team we're going after it so we'll figure it out but I do feel much better today than I felt a week ago. I just did not feel in any way like I could represent any kind of anything representing uplift a week ago today. But it was two weeks ago today that I got sick. And I'm still in it. Yeah, but I think it got worse over the time. And then it started, and I'd feel better for a day, and then I'd feel worse the next day. And, you know, the 
low-grade fever kept coming and going. I talked to my friend Cindy, uh, school bus driver buddy, and she said that that's some kind of weird virus has been going around. Yeah, a couple of my friends have had it too. Yeah, you were talking to Debbie, and she yeah. had the she had the night sweats too for a while. So who the heck knows, people? It's the the illness has become more exotic. You know, illness has never seemed this exotic before. Yeah, my last illness was pretty exotic too, yeah. and pretty. I'm, tenacious i thought i had the flu and i ended up going to a you know the walk-in clinic up the road because my doctor was concerned that i might have meningitis and so i got checked for meningitis and they didn't think i had meningitis and they gave me the flu test and i didn't have the flu so but maybe some other virus yeah so i don't have meningitis i don't have hepatitis so we're just eliminating all the possibilities, and it seems like the scariest ones have been eliminated. So That might also be part of your feeling a little more uplifted Bumps today. Bumps the daisy as Billy O? Yes. Yes. Right. So anyway, that's been the story of my life for the last couple of weeks. Although, I was okay. able to pull it together enough to do a little Tiny Desk concert at Diane's office this week. Actually, you pulled it together for several events. I did? Yeah, we went to see uh, a film showing of... Oh, right, yeah. Speaking of Dying, Living Deeply, Dying Well. Yeah, that was a good evening. That was a good evening. We went with Kelly and Mary and um, went to see this presentation that was given by a group called Heartworks, led by Trudy James. She's the chap she was a chaplain who has uh, since taken up more of a cause of educating people about getting their advanced directives in order and uh, taking control of their end of life uh, stuff basically and be and making sure people know what is available to them legally and things like that in terms of uh, you know, choosing to die at home and staying out of the kind of the industrial medical loop that one can get into. And And, uh, the woman who did this presentation is named Jennifer Jones. She was the person who did the filming. And she originally had been thinking she would just do this as a project for a class that she was in. But it became a bigger thing. And became widely known yeah so they do a two-day workshop with folks kind of just instructing people on all the things that the the paperwork that they want to have in order uh, depending on how they want to orchestrate their last days and it's uh, really quite it feels empowering to me it does to me too it does yeah. not feel morbid or no. depressing and i actually uh read about this i i think i mentioned in the last show about having read an article that was talking about seattle being sort of this hub of the positivity of, about death yeah. uh, trying to see death in more positive light rather than ignoring it altogether and um there are various groups in seattle that follow this and this was one of the ones and so since I'd been reading this article, I was, I was looking at their website and saw that this film was going to be presented the next week. And I was like, wow, I would love to see that. And yeah. so it was very spontaneous. And um, 
We asked our friends to go along with us, and and I think we all were rather inspired by that evening. Yeah, it was good. I'm I think glad, that I'm glad we went. A lot of time I've been thinking about this recently. I think that if you ignore things that you feel slightly nervous about, or uh, I think it it's worse. Well, I mean, you it probably it's depends. Better, but it probably it's depends not. on the person, but uh, yeah, I think for us, we've both discovered that it feels we feel less anxious when we have more information, right? Uh, rather than just kind of, I don't know, people people kind of look at death as kind of a distant defeat, you know, uh, and I just don't think that's true. I think it's more like death is something that should be embraced because it's coming, and you know, coming for us all. Yeah. As my father used to say, and this was not his own, but I did love that he said it, none of us are getting out of here alive, you know? But anyway, so we did that, and we also, uh, uh, Alice came over, and she was part of the reason why we bought a new mattress, because she's in the... She's in the process of transitioning uh, from Tacoma back to Seattle. She's changing jobs. She's got a new apartment. It's like... uh, Alice's life has kind of swung into a kind of a upswing here uh, in the last couple of weeks. And it was uh, joyous to have her here talking about possibilities. She's kind of on, you know, she's kind of like her old man in that transition is not her best uh, version of herself. She kind of gets anxious and just wants to be on the other side of it instantly. And that is also an impulse of mine. I don't do that well in transition like... If someone's rearranging the furniture in the house or something like that, I just, ah, it just makes me, <laughs> and everything's kind of askew and awry for a f- couple of days. I just go absolutely crazy. And I don't know why that is, but it just, it, I don't know. But anyway, it was a pleasure to sit and witness Diane and Alice work together and find some nice stuff for her new, new place and, and, uh. Diane had, is sharing with my children a little bit of inheritance that came from her mother, and that facilitated Alice being able to go and buy a new mattress, which she desperately needed. And, uh, you know, she'll buy a bed frame when she can afford it, but, you know, it felt really good to kind of help Alice get set up in her new place. And her new apartment is really going to be nice, and she'll be able to live there by herself. It's a little one-bedroom place. It's in the neighborhood she wanted to be in. She could practically walk to where she's working from from her place, and... Uh, so it was really nice to be around and kind of absorb the positivity of this transition that Alice is in. And Diane and Alice, you know, when they put their designing minds together, it's pretty wonderful thing to watch. Uh, I, I only participate as an observer, but it's very inspiring. So that was an enjoyable couple of days. And then I got to be able to, you know, be the guy who was there at the place when the mattress was delivered and I was here at the our place when our mattress was <laughs> delivered and you know, so I've been able to do a few things and I don't know whether other people have this issue of not doing something you know you need to do because <laughs> because you're you're just dreading the 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 transition. Yeah, the flux uh, that's from be, in between the old and the new situation. It's just it's it's hard to admit that our mattress was 21 years old. <laughs> and part of the, the fear I had about buying a new mattress is the last time that 
the mattress was delivered in our condo with very tight stairwells with tight corners. Yeah, we have kind of a I, vertical townhome in that there's an entryway downstairs and the garage is downstairs. Then there's a, a, a staircase that goes up and then there's a 180 degree turn and then it comes up again and then you're on the main floor and then to get upstairs you go up the staircase, 180 degree turn and up another flight of stairs to get to the top floor where the bed is. And when the first mattress delivery 21 years ago, <laughs> I thought that the guy was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> and I, it was just painful to yeah. watch. And so our mattress was, was definitely past its prime, but it was still Very comfortable. comfortable yeah. but it's just was, that there were these the, two dents in the, in the mattress and this hill in the middle. So Pardon me, I'm going to have another drink of coffee. If you wanted to cuddle, you really had to, you know, Kind of <laughs> you boy. Trek across the, the past to, <laughs> good coffee. to get to the other person. So, and it was it was interesting when I was in the the mattress shop and I was saying, yeah, you know, we've got some divots, and he said, oh, hammocking, you've got to get rid of it then. And I was thinking, hammocking, that's a good way yeah, of putting it. It, it is, is a little like a hammock. Yeah. Anyway, so I uh, I just was inspired while I was over with Alice to get the new mattress but I was just thinking how funny it is that you know if it still still has some degree of comfort and you're feeling like I don't want to go through I don't want to have somebody have a heart attack in the house well the two guys that that took out the old mattress and brought in the new one were in their 20s and they knew exactly what they were doing and you know they were they do this all day every day so they it wasn't like a so it wasn't the, the same no but we did have to take a bunch of stuff down off the walls and our staircases and stuff like that. And so it took a few days to put that stuff back together again. And, you know, so I was a little edgy because of that as well. Because, you know, I'm not good with things when things are out displaced in the house. I'm like, yeah, you know. So. And then uh, Bill was invited by my, um, <laughs> my office. Uh, Bill did a concert a year ago, or it was actually more than a year ago, because on my birthday, the first uh, months of my work at ABC, my group at ABC had become so important to me that I thought I would really like to have Bill come out on my birthday and do a little desktop... uh, well, I just borrowed the... Tiny Desk Concert. Borrowed the title from NPR. Yeah. They do Tiny Desk Concerts. And I was thinking we could have an ABC Tiny Desk Concert. And the managers were all for it. They were thinking it would be really great. And it was. It was just a wonderful thing. And people wanted to do it every month. And <laughs> obviously it doesn't really work that way. But, yeah. but it... It's really wonderful to work in a place that the managers want to do something nice for the the people they manage and yeah. make it a a fun and interesting place to work. And so in our group we work very hard and then the managers do something really special every now and then. They try to do something every month. But sometimes it's even impossible to do that just because the volume that we work with. But it's such a lighthearted group. 
And um, the very fact that your managers would say, okay, we want everybody to take an hour out of their day, listen to music, and, and they provided tea. Um, tea and pastries and, and pastries cookies. And cookies, and that was all through the managers. They all, uh, there are three of them, and or four of them, and they all participated in getting the... The things together. There were only three that day. That's what I was thinking. But there are four managers. Anyway, it was so wonderful, and and everybody enjoys it. And I think that it's an odd thing for you. But <laughs> well, it's just a, it's a it's a definitely a different kind of venue uh, that I'm used to playing in. But it works out very nicely. I mean, I I was ner- I'm nervous before I start because I kind of feel out of place in that in that setting. But once everybody's kind of gathered around and I start playing, then it feels just like a, a regular normal concert kind of performance. Yeah, and I had enough energy to make it through the ten songs that I played, and felt a little ragged on the last couple, but got through it all right. And it was uh, it was a it was a gift to me to be able to get out of the house and kind of forget for an hour that I'd been how I'd been feeling and just kind of get energized and play some songs so it was good for everybody I think but it was very therapeutic for me and that's about all that's been going on that's all there really really is our lives I would like to mention something though Uh because uh, because Cindy my friend Cindy um, she listens to our show oh and I wanted to tell Cindy that we absolutely love photo that she took of the crow. of the crow the yeah. canadian crow that she took yeah. i showed it to bill this morning because he feels that the crow is one of his or or is his totem animal and so i particularly noted it but it's such a, a gorgeous photo yeah very lustrous really, yeah. i have been really enjoying watching um Cindy's Facebook page for the photos that she posts. They are just phenomenal. Yeah. So, so we applaud you, Cindy. Thank you for that photo, especially, Cindy. And your other ones are great, too. Anyway, and we've got uh, a little music for you. A little, uh, you know, just some uh, fun Celtic stuff. I think we're uh, going to feature the Chieftains today. 